Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Monday, October 26th. Here are Election 2020 updates from today's show. The presidential campaign was roiled anew this weekend by a fresh outbreak of the coronavirus at the White House that infected at least five top aides and advisors to Vice President Pence, a spread that President Trump's chief of staff acknowledged on Sunday that he had tried to cover up and avoid disclosing to the American people before the election. The outbreak around Pence, who chairs the White House Coronavirus Task Force, undermines the argument Trump is making to voters that the country is, quote, rounding the turn, as the president put it once again at a rally last night in New Hampshire. Further complicating Trump's campaign trail pitch was an extraordinary admission Sunday from White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows that the administration has effectively given up on trying to slow the spread of the virus. Meadows said on CNN, quote, we're not going to control the pandemic. We are going to control the fact that we get vaccines, therapeutics, and other mitigations. Joe Biden, who regularly wears a mask on the trail and strictly adheres to social distancing guidelines, sought to capitalize on that remark. He said it wasn't a slip by Meadows, but nothing less than waving the white flag of defeat. Biden said Trump has always hoped that by ignoring the virus, it would simply go away. It hasn't, Biden noted, and it won't. Some in the vice president's office suggested that White House doctors should release a statement saying that Mark Short, the vice president's chief of staff who tested positive, had the contagion, but that Pence was okay and safe to travel. But that idea was scuttled by Meadows, and reportedly the president was involved in that decision. The outbreak in Pence's orbit comes about three weeks after Trump was hospitalized with the virus and a number of his own advisors tested positive. The new list of those infected includes Short, who is Pence's closest advisor, Pence's top outside political advisor, Marty Opst, his personal aide, Zach Bauer, known as his body man, who accompanies him all day, every day, and two other staff members. Pence has been in close contact with Short and some of the others in recent days, but his spokesman, Devin O'Malley, says the vice president and second lady Karen Pence tested negative for the virus on Saturday and then again on Sunday. Some White House aides said they did not want to draw more attention to the outbreak because it would highlight the pandemic in the final week of a campaign in which voters disapprove of the president's handling of the pandemic. The White House knows that it raises new questions about the administration's mishandling of the entire crisis. But Pence himself was out on the trail Sunday. He continued with his heavy schedule. He flew to North Carolina for an evening rally in Kinston. Phil Rucker, Josh Dossie, and Amy Wang on our White House team report that Pence told aides after his senior officials tested positive, that he was determined to keep up public appearances through this week, despite his potential exposure and irrespective of federal guidelines. Some aides said they would have preferred tele-rallies because if the vice president gets infected while out on the road in the final days of the campaign, it's likely to become a bigger story for several days. But on Monday, Pence is determined to visit the Capitol to preside over the Senate vote to confirm Judge Amy Coney Barrett to the Supreme Court. Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer decried Pence's plans to preside over the vote, which is not necessary or required. She'll get confirmed either way. Schumer said on the floor, quote, God help us. The latest outbreak underscores the absence of basic public health safety protocols at the White House, even after Trump got it. Not only that, 
but we're still not seeing public health recommendations followed at Trump events or Pence events. Their aides routinely flout CDC recommendations, as well as state and local health guidelines. They don't wear masks with any regularity, nor do they practice social distancing. Aboard Air Force Two, where Pence and his team have spent considerable time in recent weeks jetting around the country, officials often don't wear masks as they sit with Pence. Meadows, in short, Pence's chief who has COVID, have been among the more strident skeptics of imposing any coronavirus restrictions inside the administration. Both have played down the threat of the virus and the push for precautions in the White House. In other election-related news, 11 people were arrested last night in Manhattan after fights broke out between a caravan of Trump supporters and demonstrators who were protesting the president. The brawls broke out when a group calling itself Jews for Trump crossed paths with an anti-Trump crowd. In Florida, a man was arrested on Sunday for allegedly stealing a bulldozer to dig up Biden-Harris signs. James Blight, 26, even allegedly ran down one of his city's speed signs. He's been charged with grand theft auto and trespassing. And dozens of ballots were destroyed last night in a suspected arson of a Boston drop box. By the time firefighters doused the fire by filling the inside of the box with water, dozens of ballots inside had been destroyed. The FBI is searching for a suspect. These three examples, and there are a bunch more, show how for many Americans the future looks bleak, particularly dark, if the other side wins. In every generation, politicians present certain elections as the most important of our lifetimes. But the 2020 vote is taking place with our country in a historically dark mood, low on hope, running on spiritual empty, convinced that the wrong outcome will bring disaster. Mark Fisher reports that the rejection of the other side is so thoroughgoing that 31% of Biden supporters in Virginia say they would not accept a Trump victory as legitimate, and 26% of Trump supporters are similarly unwilling to accept a Biden victory as legitimate, according to a new Washington Post Shar School poll. That's a recipe for disaster. Thanks for listening. I'm James Homan. If you want to hear full episodes, find The Daily 202 every weekday morning wherever you get your podcasts. 